This episode is made possible by Armoire. I love genius companies founded by women, and Armoire is one of them. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days, and then when you're ready for new clothes, you just swap them out for more new-to-you styles. To me, Armoire Armoire solves so many issues I struggle with today, the biggest one being accumulation of stuff. Let's face it, women want to feel on trend and fresh in their clothes, so we like to shop for new clothes often. But I also get overwhelmed when I have too much to choose from, which happens after years of shopping. I forget what clothes I have and I end up wearing the same thing over and over. Armoire allows you to rent high-quality designer clothing for every occasion and then send it back. Whether you're planning your outfit for a date night, packing for a conference, or in need of a gown for a black tie event, you will be the best-dressed person in the room without ever having to brave a department store fitting room with those unflattering fluorescent lights again. Trust me, your overly cramped closet and the environment will thank you. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash heel. That's A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash heel to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to The Heal Podcast. I'm Kelly Noonan-Gores, and every week I speak to the leading doctors, healers, spiritual teachers, and scientists to find out what is truly possible when it comes to healing. I also interview real people with extraordinary healing stories. My philosophy is what's possible for one is possible for all. On today's episode of The Heal Podcast, I catch up with my dear friend, Serena Poon, a celebrity chef, certified nutritionist, and Reiki master. Serena helps her A-list clientele through her method of culinary alchemy. I love that name. Culinary alchemy is a combination of education, integrative and functional nutrition, and healing energy. She's also the founder of Just Add Water, which is a really cool and convenient wellness line of super nutrient foods and supplements. And in 2019, she launched her lifestyle brand, blog, and TV show called Serena Loves. We get a little woo-woo in this conversation, but the woo is grounded, and you will soon hear why. We also cover her personal tragedy and her own healing journey that launched her on this path of wellness and helping others to heal. So let's learn how to let our food be our medicine with Serena Poon. Serena Poon, welcome to The Heal Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to see you always. <laughs> I know, I know. It's always it, so fun. It's so funny because I feel like you're making your rounds. I mean, ever since COVID started, you've been very active on Instagram. Mm. You've been on my friend's podcast recently. Like you're out there and I'm like, I went to I went to college with you, you know? Like I what know. a small world. We were in the same sorority mm-hmm. uh, at UC Berkeley. We were Pi Beta Phi's. And uh, are we allowed to say that? 
Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny what you said that. And I'm like, wow, I haven't said those three words in so long. <laughs> I know, it's wild. But yeah, so fun. So cool to reconnect after all those years. I transferred to UCLA after mm-hmm. two years um, and you continued on. And just about that time, yeah, you kind of went through the experience that kind of catapulted you on this trajectory of wellness and health. Can you share with um, our listeners like what that experience was? Yes. No. um, And thank you for giving me the space to share. Yeah. So it was during, and you weren't there anymore, but during my senior year there, my daddy was diagnosed with stage four liver cancer. So and, you know, it was something, it was a blood disease. So it was something that his grandpa had also had, and he had kept track of it throughout his adult life. But somehow between two six-month checkups, he went from being told he was fine to being diagnosed at stage four. So that just, that changed my life. And he obviously. was young. Yeah, he was only, well, he was, he passed at 48. So he was only with us for a, a little over a year after that diagnosis. So he was, that made him like 40 you know, six, I think, or 47. So yes, that happened. And during that time, you know, he did Western medicine, of course, you know, he did chemo and radiation. He did Chinese medicine because he drank these teas that our relatives shipped to us from like Hong Kong and China, but he was pretty far along. And then after he passed, um, two months after our mom was diagnosed with a rare form of ovarian cancer, and she was 45 at the time. Mm. So this was like, I mean, it was just, if I think it's so hard to even remember it all, it's still kind of this haze and this blur Um, and she's still with us, but it was during their journey that I started to like look into plants and herbs and, you know, just because the doctors didn't tell us much except for medication, you know, there was really no even thought processing about food as more than comfort, as food is more than just a basic protein, as food is nutrition and medicine. So that was really how I kind of first got started looking at all of that. And I, I actually studied nutrition while I was at Berkeley too. I mean, I was poli-sci, pre-law, but I, I love to eat. So, you know, nutrition is always something I've been interested in. And then it took a whole different turn when this happened with my parents. Oh, I think that's so interesting that you already had this passion and this love for food and mm-hmm. cooking in you. And then now it has, it's grounded in such purpose and you're helping others yeah. heal. You said something to me one time about they were able to trace back your mother's yeah. o- original tumor in her ovaries to the time uh, that she was dealing with your dad. Yeah. So it was like fully stressed. Totally stress-induced because there's there was no history of cancer on my mom's side of the family. Even, even now, she's okay. She turned 70, you know, this year. Thank None God. of her siblings, her parents, no one ever had cancer. And from the point of diagnosis to when she actually, we were able to have surgery and she had the tumor removed, it grew so rapidly that they were able to trace back. And from the rate of growth, it started when my daddy was dying. And so, yeah, it was just the doctors were just like, this is, this is stress. And she's been, she's been great since, you know, she did everything that she needed to do. Yeah. Like what was her healing journey like? Cause obviously she's a yeah. successful story and ovarian cancer has a high likelihood of recurrence. Yeah. Um, unless you do kind of a full overhaul. So what was her healing? Yeah. So, you know, what's interesting with my mom is, so first she had to have a full hysterectomy, you know, and she was 
She's 45. And of course, she did chemo and radiation, but she also did the Chinese teas. And I, I just really believe that she also had angels, you know, that my daddy was watching over her because it was very experimental. So it was almost like there were 25, 26 cases like hers before her. So it wasn't that they had a set protocol that they knew worked. We just, it was kind of experimental what we did with her or what the doctors did with her diagnosis and treatment. And she has been cancer-free. You know, we, she went through all of that. And then I think that there was a real strong element of surrender that came in that process. My mom and I don't really talk about these things. It's very still traditional Chinese in that way, right? Um, things are sort of glossed over. But just knowing my mother and having been in that process with her, um, I think there was an element of surrender that came after a lot of anger, of course, and confusion and sadness because she had just lost her soulmate. So there was like an element of, okay, if this is mine, at least I'll be able to be with him mm-hmm. again. Wow. Mm-hmm. I think that there's that yeah there was and so and it's challenging you know as her as her child you know to have to be on the side where I I remember telling her you know like you can't leave it's just not you know we we just lost our dad like where you you got to stick around and do this so it's interesting you know there's always that there's that as you say that knowing and then there's also and I'm going to talk 3D, 5D, right? But there's also that like existing here and the things that you do for this dimension. But yeah, I'm sure there's a few listeners out there that understand <laughs> 5D. <laughs> I learned a long time ago how important it was for my health to switch from an antiperspirant to a deodorant. Antiperspirants do exactly what the name implies, and it uses aluminum to do it, plugging your sweat glands to stop you from sweating. Um, aren't we supposed to sweat? It's one of the best ways to rid ourselves of toxins, not to mention the bad idea of putting a heavy metal into the bloodstream through the armpit. So look, I have been using natural deodorants for over 20 years, and I can say with complete honesty that native deodorant is my favorite clean deodorant, and it's what I've been using every day for the past few years. Native does not use aluminum or parabens or sulfates. It's vegan and never tested on animals. And it's made from ingredients you've heard of, like coconut oil and shea butter. And switching from an antiperspirant to a deodorant doesn't mean you sacrifice on performance. Native keeps you smelling fresh all day long. I've even made my husband a recent convert, and he loves it too. With over 10 scents like coconut and vanilla, which is my personal favorite, lavender and rose, eucalyptus and mint, you are bound to find one you love. And there's also an unscented and baking soda-free version for those of us who are more sensitive. And for all my fellow earth lovers out there, they are offering a plastic-free packaging option too. Guys, you're going to love Native as much as I do. And right now you can save 20% on your first purchase. Go to nativedo.com slash heal or use promo code heal at checkout. That's nativedo.com slash heal or use promo code heal at checkout to save 20% on your first purchase. So then you went to culinary school, you became a celebrity chef, very successful, and then you kind of hit your own health roadblock. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So, so of course that whole experience with my parents motivated me to go to culinary school. I just felt that watching, because my dad was such a foodie, you know, and then, and when he wasn't well, there's so little that he could have, A, that he could even keep in his system 
that would nourish him and then that would nourish his soul, you know, the foods that he loved he couldn't have. And so I went to culinary school to really study food as medicine, but also not just medicine for the body, but for the soul, right? For the heart. And because one thing happened after another, there just wasn't, I didn't give time to myself. You know, my, my daddy got sick. He transitioned. Then our mom got sick and she was in this healing phase. And we had actually other relatives that were sick too in this. It was, I felt like it was this like five to seven year window where there was always someone sick. Um, and I, I felt that I kind of went from a 21 year old into like a, you know, I was like in my forties instantly to try to take over my dad's role, which is also was something that I put on myself clearly. And there was just no self-care. You know, I was in this caretaker mode uh, because I felt like that was what I had to do. I didn't want anyone, I didn't want to lose another person, mm-hmm. you know? So the only thing that mattered was just the health and happiness of the people that I love. And that was my passion, which it made sense and maybe noble, but it left me off that list. And so I had such high levels of inflammation in my body that I started having some health issues of my own. And I would you know, have a lot of catering during the holidays because that is, you know, that's sort of the time of the year that we're the busiest in that space. And it was after Christmas every year, we get super sick. You know, it was just almost systematic that my body almost anticipated, this is when you get to slow down for a second. So then now we're going to be sick. Mm -hmm. And then I get on antibiotics. So health challenges and then inflammation. And I had to have a surgery because I had all this damaged tissue, which happened from, it was almost like I had had a breast augmentation. And it was almost like my body didn't want anything foreign. And it couldn't and it, integrate because you yeah, were just so inflamed. So inflamed. And then also, I think it was just, it was inflammation, but I think it was also just, I'm not integrated with myself, you know, from like a soul level, you know, and, and just from an emotional level. So, I had them, they were fine for a while, and then and then they they weren't, and then there was a rupture that literally just came from the intensity of the scar tissue internally. So I had to have a surgery to literally just remove all that tissue, remove that, that ruptured implant, um, which was saline, so thank goodness for that. And then from there, I got MRSA, which is um, MRSA, it's a deadly staph infection in my chest, and that became my journey for the next, you know, eight years for another seven surgeries, just trying to get this out because for anyone who knows anything about MRSA or has that, has any experience with it, it's, you know, it's resistant to most medications, to most antibiotics, except for a couple, and it's pretty aggressive and it can be, it can be deadly. So yeah, and that also came from, again, um, inflammation, stress, not really taking care of myself and implementing all the different ways that I could. Wow. And then, so you were already had this intention to heal others with food based on your, and, and to heal their souls and heal, and yeah. this is your passion. And, and you knew that with all your research, your parents' journeys, that food could be used as medicine. Yes. Yeah. You know, the father of medicine even said it yeah. way back in the day. Yeah. Hippocrates, let thy food be thy medicine and thy mm-hmm. medicine be thy food. So then you, because of these surgeries, you were like, wiped out, right? You couldn't oh, yeah. work. Yeah, it wasn't, it, it was, and that's, a, you know, that's actually a big part of my journey. So I would, I would have these surgeries and 
what's interesting is I knew what to do with food. I, need to, I knew how to put it into my body. You know, I knew nutrition. You know, I knew how to prepare my body to have these surgeries. I knew how to recover to an extent, right? I knew, I knew movement and I knew how to sort of manage this MRSA because we keep having these surgeries and I couldn't get it out. And, and of course, every time I had a surgery, you're right, I was kind of out for at least a few weeks just to try and recover. And most of those times, I didn't give myself enough space to recover. So, you know, a surgeon may tell you you're fine in two weeks, you know, you can go back to work, but really it's your body that tells you when you're ready to go back to work. You know, it's your body that tells you when you're fully healed. And I, I would say that two or three weeks weren't enough for a few of those surgeries. And after my fourth surgery, I had this massive hematoma 12 days post-op and hematoma is basically when there's like internal bleed, there's bleeding mm. inside. And so I had this bleeding that was having, there was a tear from a stitch because they had to keep grafting in, you know, tissue. They're, re- they're taking it out. You, you have, you have to oh, replace it. Marissa. So I had this internal bleed from a tear from a stitch inside. And it was one of the moments in my life that you really, you can go out of body, right? We're talking 3D, 5D. We, we go out of body sometimes, but that's this was a moment in time where the pain was so intense because you're bleeding internally. The blood has nowhere to go. Your body has to compensate for that. So your skin has to actually extend and stretch in order to hold that fluid. And it was so painful. I literally went completely out of body and was almost like watching myself, but then back into body. So... From that experience, and I nearly died. I was, I have angels. They saved me. Uh, I had a surgeon that came um, that was from one of my uh, clients. Every time I think about it, I, f- I have an emotion about it, just thinking like how blessed I am to have known people and everything just in divine alignment came together for the surgeon to save me and save my life. But in the recovery period, you know, I was barely mobile. You know, I definitely couldn't work. I'd lost so much blood. I, I, I it, it was so much effort just to go from the bedroom to the bathroom on a regular basis. And I clearly couldn't work as a chef. You know, I, uh, I couldn't get behind the stove. I mean, I couldn't even, I couldn't even use the left side of my upper left side of my body for months. Um, my, my left arm. And so I started, um, I had to figure out another way, you know, to make a living. And at the same time, I realized, okay, I know what to do with food, nutrition. I know what to do with my physicality, but there's still like a missing element. And that was when I really committed to my spiritual growth. And there was a healer that I was talking to here and there before that, someone that one of my best friends had uh, referred to me and her family's saw this healer in person and on the phone. She was in New Mexico. And I just committed during that time to to just talk to her once a month, you know, every three or four weeks, no matter what was going on. Not a 911 call where I'm in a panic and need to talk to them, but actually committing to that. Her name's Noelle. During this time, we would work on, she didn't call them energy centers. She just called them, uh, what did she call She she called them, well, she she did, she called them energy pockets or something. Mm-hmm. And, and we'd go through my body, we'd, we'd do these sessions, she would, she would do releases. And it was just Noelle's way. But as I was listening to her and thinking about what she's releasing, because we'd go through it after a session, I just wondered if there was a way to support that part of my body while she was supporting me energetically. And that was sort of how 
culinary alchemy came to be was is because I thought, okay, maybe I could support that area of my body. I know how to support that area of my physical body with food and with supplements and nutrition. So I started playing with that a little bit. and um, Like the energy yeah. and the food. So nutrition combined with energy. Yes. And so the energy of the food and then also our chakra systems align with our physical organ system. So when you're going from the base of your spine up to the crown and you're looking at every chakra system and where the, the energies that they govern and the energy of the organs and the physical part of your body that it governs, it's very much in alignment. And so understanding that I could eat certain foods, you know, and drink, you know, certain liquids and just have certain elements of food and nutrition to support those areas of my body, I was also supporting my chakras. So it was sort of experimental and I tried that and uh, started playing with that. And I, I really felt healing from that. And at the same time, I were working on my spiritual growth. And, and uh, what I decided to do was do this for clients as well. So I couldn't cook for them, but I had all this knowledge of nutrition and and also, you know, Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic and plants and herbs and now energy work. And I thought, okay, one thing I do really know how to do is prepare my body for surgery and how to recover from surgery. Because, I mean, from that fourth and fifth surgery, my hemoglobin had fallen down, you know, to like nine, below nine. And and I'd lost so much blood. And, you know, they needed, they told me it would take me eight and a half weeks to be able to prepare the body to get back into surgery to repair things. And I was able to do it in five and a half. And that was just from a very you know, discipline sort of regimen, you know, protocol on how to heal that part of the body, how to build that blood. So I started doing this with clients. um, And that's really what became culinary alchemy was that integration of integrative and functional nutrition with what I call spiritual nutrition. Mm, Yeah. So cool. Yeah. It's like the energy supports the food and then the food supports the energy centers. And it's like, Mm because everything is energy, right? Yeah. I mean, it's really, I mean, when we talk holistic, we say, we say holistic with just without the W, you know, but this is really what I believe is a whole mind, body, soul way of healing and optimizing the body. Because like, why would you, why would you leave it out where everything is energy? It just makes sense. Um, And, and for some people who need tangibles, like food, you can touch food, mm-hmm. you can hold it. You know, it's sometimes people need tangible tools to make that connection. And so, you know, for me, I mean, obviously there's so many different modalities. We can just use energy and nothing at all to do the same. But I've realized that like food is a great vehicle, you know, to teach people how they can direct that energy to their soul body, to their energy body, but also to their physical body. We are all struggling with something, even if it doesn't look like it on the outside. And it's especially easy to hide it these days with all the filters available. That's why I want to tell you about New Day, a new podcast with a simple goal, helping you get through today and look forward to tomorrow. In a time of increasing polarization, uncertainty, and a 24-7 news cycle, the more tools we have to navigate the overwhelming amount of negative information coming at us, the better. New Day is a breath of fresh air for those looking for some light and guidance in these stressful times. Maybe you're successful, but you're miserable at work. Perhaps you're struggling with anxiety and depression in light of the pandemic like so many of us. Maybe you're grieving a loss, whether it be of a loved one, a job, or a relationship. 
And maybe you can't even put your finger on what feels off. Whatever it is, New Day can help. Every week, author, therapist, and grief expert Claire Bidwell-Smith shares one new way to make life and your day a little better. Led by her own experiences with loss, Claire strives to provide support for all kinds of people experiencing all kinds of grief. She has written three books and has also written for the New York Times, Washington Post, Goop, Scientific American, and more. From dealing with real struggles and loss to waking up with more energy or simply finding time for doing things you love again, Claire and her guests are here to help you answer the big question, how can I lead a more fulfilling life? New Day from Lemonada premieres September 15th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Did you guys know our skin is our largest organ? That is why it is so important to use clean skincare products because you don't want to put anything on your body that you don't want in your body. That said, it's always been a challenge to find truly clean products that I love, that are effective, and that are good for my skin and the planet, which is why I was stoked to discover Osea a few months ago. Osea has been making clean, safe skincare products powered by the sea for 25 years. And I'm an ocean nut, so I am all for powered by the sea. My favorite product is their Andaria Algae Body Oil. My skin tends to always be dry, and whether it's time in the sun this summer or the crisp fall air as the seasons change, Andaria gives my skin the hydration it needs. It feels super nourishing and luxurious, and it's never greasy or sticky. It absorbs beautifully into my skin, giving me a radiant glow all over. What I love most is that it's made from responsibly sourced plant-derived ingredients like Andaria algae, acai, and babasu seed oil, resulting in a clean, super nourishing body oil fragrant with sunny citrus and sweet passion fruit. Osea's products are clean, vegan, cruelty-free, climate-neutral, created with sustainably sourced seaweed, and made in California, so you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. Oh, and did I mention Osea is female-founded and family-operated by a mother-daughter team? So awesome. Experience your new favorite clean skincare line with a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order with promo code HEAL at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order, and orders over $50 get free shipping. You're going to want it all. Go to OseaMalibu.com and use code HEAL. I was just reading an advanced copy of my good friend Lissa Rankin's book. Ah. It's called Sacred Medicine. It takes everything that she learned as a conventionally trained doctor who then got burnt out, had her own, own health issues because the system was not sustainable that she was yeah. working within. Went on this whole holistic healing dis, you know, journey mm -hmm. and investigation. And she puts everything into you know a cohesive kind of study and research mm -hmm. project. Um, oh, I can't wait to read that. Amazing. <laughs> um, but she talked about how you know she works closely with different indigenous cultures all over the world, and they're very connected to nature. Mm -hmm. And she said that the reason that so many people, elders have in shamans and people have told her medicine people indigenous cultures that that we have become young, you know, their younger brother, modern man has become so disconnected from nature, so yeah. disrespectful to nature. Yes. And this is why we're having imbalance in our body and sickness. Yes. Yes. And so just the simple act of going back to realizing that all the food that's yes. nourishing our body comes from the earth, from yes. Mother Earth, Pacha Mama. Yeah. And so just to have that moment. Yes. 
and give thanks, Mm -hmm. whether you're cooking, Mm -hmm. you know, every the grandma's secret recipe, a secret yeah. ingredient is always love. Always, and always. And so that love and gratitude that you can just have that moment, that blessing, depending on, you know, culture, whatever it's called, is just giving thanks mm-hmm. that earth has made you an offering that is sustaining life. Mm-hmm. And if we can just start to have that practice and mm-hmm. then become aware that, you know, we're basically raping mother earth with our practices and consumption and to start to have more mindfulness around that, starting yeah. with just being grateful for our food, that Absolutely. could change everything. It does. And that's actually a very basic practice I teach all my clients and my community. It's just with, you know, if you have a gratitude practice, it's just taking it one small step further, right? And if and if you don't, you can start anytime. But if you have one, let's say you start in the morning and you're going through that gratitude list, right? Whether you say it in your head, you say it out loud, you write it down, however you do it. What I'd like you to do is just connect to one or two things. It doesn't have to be a list of 10, but choose one or two things and really connect with it until there's almost like a physiological response. There's a visceral response. So you're thinking about your baby, you know, or the person that you love. And you think about it until you can feel them. Like your you heart can opening, smell them. that warmth. Yeah, yeah, you can feel the warmth of their body. You can smell their smell. I mean, do it until like in that, and you're, now you're really connecting your emotional, your heart body, your spiritual body, but also with your physical, with your physiological, you've made that connection. And then what you're going to do is you're going to take that energy, that feeling, and you're going to put it back into everything that you then put back into your body or into someone else's body. So then when you go make your tea or your coffee or you're preparing for food, you just take that moment and connect to that feeling of that, like that love that you that you literally feel physically when you think about that person. Or it could be a thing. It could be, you know, your your grandma's favorite pie, you know, your, your favorite pie from your grandma, whatever it is. But you have a visceral response. You have a physiological response to it. And then you literally put that energy back into that beverage or that food that you're preparing. That then goes back into your body. It goes back into the body of whoever you're serving. And when you take that moment to do that, you're also shifting yourself into this place of receiving, you know, you're shifting into this parasympathetic mode if you weren't already kind of in that state. And now your digestive system will process what you put in in a completely different way. And you'll actually absorb those nutrients in a different way. And as you said, that's that's what that's what grandma's doing. You know, that's that secret ingredient. That's why, you know, you can she can give you that recipe and she can swear to you there's nothing left off of it. And you can make it and it's not going to taste quite the same because that ingredient is her energy for you, that love for you that she has that goes into it. And for those of you listening who are like, maybe an eye roll, oh, gratitude and mm. blessing your food that doesn't do anything to change the food. But Just there try have it. been so, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Try it. And also there's been so much scientific research actually yep. about intention mm-hmm. and you know, m- one of my favorites is uh, Dr. Masaru Yamoto. Dr. Yamoto, <laughs> one of my favorites too, yeah. And his water intention mm-hmm. experiments and how the human body is made up of 70%-ish water, mm-hmm. depending on how hydrated you are. Yes, um, good note. And the Mother Earth is mm-hmm. made up of about 70% water. And the food, the plants, the plants, the vegetables, the fruits you know, they're, they're made up of water as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, in his experiments, you know, he has water 
And then there's an intention poured in. There's an energy. So in one room, he's got water bottles and they're playing like death metal, Mm -hmm. which is like, has a certain frequency, right? And it goes into the water and then he freezes the water and looks under, you know, the microscope at the water crystals. And they're very incoherent. They're Mm -hmm. fragmented. They're they're jagged. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a just, it's it's just a, it's a moment of time reflection of the energy frequency. Then he'll infuse the water with love or play classical music or mm-hmm. Beethoven or um, even the Beatles mm-hmm. because there's so much love in that music mm-hmm. and the energy and the intention. Um, or he'll put the word gratitude on the bottle, yeah. freeze, put them under the microscope. And they're these beautiful, mm-hmm. symmetrical, coherent yeah. crystals. Beautiful. So, I mean, that is scientific research that is demonstrating that if we're organisms made up of water and intention affects the... Yes molecular structure of that water, then something like gratitude where you're, where you're changing your frequency, Mm -hmm. you have that intention, that feeling, and you're, you know, sending it towards the- infusing it. Mm -hmm. You know, that it just makes sense to me. Yeah. And, (laughs) and I, and, and that's just one, you know, there's other, there's other studies as well, but that one is one of the most popular and so easy for someone to just like type in Dr. Emoto and look that up, but it's powerful. And what I just want to remind everyone is it doesn't cost you any time. It doesn't cost you anything to do. In fact, it actually will, you know, in bringing that frequency, putting the frequency out there, bringing it back into your body, putting it into everything only brings you more. Yeah. Um, and so it's just a, a little reminder um, to do that. And we so yeah. often forget, right? Totally. We're moving a million miles an hour. You are one of the most ambitious, <laughs> overachieving women I know, and you're just doing so much great things. And I'm trying to raise a child and do a podcast and do, a, you know, so we're doing, so like, it's great to practice because you're yeah. going to forget. Sometimes you're going to be on the road and but um, it's such a great practice. And the other thing that just came up for me, and I know that you and I have battled with perfectionism and yeah. overachieving and trying to take responsibility that maybe is not ours on mm-hmm. our shoulders, to take that same Masaru Emoto research and mm-hmm. the blessing of the food and, and to go back to our own organisms. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have this critical voice in our head. Yeah. Um, that's constantly beating ourselves up or someone that's overweight or someone that feels they're too tall or too short or too black or too white, looking in the mirror and and hating themselves mm. or speaking to themselves. I mean, that's intention you're putting into your cells, yeah. into your body, into your yeah. tissue. You're feeling that. Your body is feeling that. And so just to be mindful and mm-hmm. to be try to practice a little more love, yeah. you won't get to where you want to go through beating yourself up. You yeah. can only get there through starting to love where you're at and starting to practice, you know, whether it's Louise Hay and yeah. mirror affirmations or there's a million, you know, different therapeutic modalities that you could do or psychological yeah. uh, practices that you can incorporate. But but really but simple it's ones. Just, yeah. It's just good to be aware of when you're beating yourself up, your, mm-hmm. t- your cells are listening. Yeah. And even if you're not saying it out loud, even just the thought of it, you know, all our thoughts hold a frequency, right? That's what we're talking about right now. And, and just, just having to, just reminding yourself. So there's something that I do for myself and something that I also share with my community and I try it out and not everyone does it. I, sometimes I fall off too, but we have our gratitude journals, right? We have our gratitude journals. We have our manifestation journals. I have a separate journal. It's the, I'm grateful for me journal, Mm. you know, and what you write in it is you just, you, it's an I am, you know, or I'm grateful that I am. And you start to make a list. And it sounds, 
it may sound awkward at first, you know, you're sitting there and does it feel egotistical? Does it feel arrogant to say, okay, I am smart or I am whatever it is. What you can do to get started is to think about someone who loves you. What are the things that they would say about you? They would say, you're beautiful, you're smart, you're funny, you're athletic, you're, you know, you are just a light. Whatever it is, like don't judge it because you are judging it if you're not writing it down, if you're not receiving it. That's what someone's saying of you. Use that as your starting point and then now add to it and feel into it. And when you are able to write down, I am smart, you know, I am beautiful, I'm perfect the way I am, I am all the things, it's not just powerful, but it actually creates a frequency in your body. And that's your handwriting. And if you can even read it out loud, let's say you have a hard time saying affirmations, reading it makes it a little bit easier to to do as a starting point. But also on those hard days, you know, on those days where you're beating yourself up, on those days where you're your worst critic. And even though you know you shouldn't be thinking, saying these things, you still are because, I don't know, something went wrong, you know, at work that day or whatever it is. You go, you look in that book and you start to read those pages and it can shift your mind. It can shift your energy. And something that I just added to that recently was just tapping yourself, you know, like as you're reading it, just tap, tapping your thymus, like tapping yourself. And, you know, if you do emotional freedom tapping, if you do, you you can, there's different places you can tap, right? But if you're not going to go through the whole, you know, the training, the whole, um, so what's no the thymus? system? It's, it's or like just right like just under. like tap right here, or like tap near your heart. You can tap yeah. anywhere. Like tap tap your heart. It's like you can't go. You can't miss, right? Just like tap it while you're saying it, and it really makes a difference. And again, it's that emotional and that physical connection. Yeah. And if you um, think about it, like a lot of people, again, may be like, "Oh, that's your spiritual bypassing," or you're doing you know these things, and they may have their judgments of this practice, but. And it does feel awkward at first, mm-hmm. you know, whether you're manifesting, you're writing about things you desire as if they already happened, or you're mm-hmm. saying I am mm-hmm. because you want to eventually feel you those feel things. That. Mm-hmm. Your brain is defaulting to the negative yes. and the beating you up all the time. Mm-hmm. So why not give yourself a few moments a day where mm-hmm. you're focusing on what you want, focusing on the yeah. qualities that you really want to believe about yourself and want other people to see in you. And that starts to shift these yeah. like grooves in your neuro <laughs> neurological. Yeah, you've got to create those neuro. You, you have to neuro, consciously yeah. take the reins of your mind because the default is going to go to negative, limited, yeah, fearful, anxious. Yeah, you know, self critique. This is how you're basically reprogramming your own brain. You know, and um, something that you also said earlier that I wanted to address because it's so important. We were talking about Mother Earth and honoring, and. Something else that you can do that I tell people to do, let's say you're having those moments, you know, where you're judging yourself, you're anxious or you're stressed, eat something that's from the earth, you know, like soothe that root chakra, you know, those first two chakras, your your um, root and your sacral and, and have, you know, whole fruits or vegetables that come from the earth, literally come from the dirt and have that energy, that stabilizing, you know, grounding, nourishing and nurturing energy from Mother Earth. Like Mm. this is something that you can do just to even get yourself into a different frequency. Um, I remember you were talking about root vegetables, you know, they literally are grown underground, like 
in yeah. the earth's energy, soaking it up. And we have our root chakra. Yeah. And so like when we need to feel grounded to eat root, root vegetables, vegetables, like it's that simple. Yeah. Like it's so profound, but it's so simple. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, it's something it's, and we just forget, mm-hmm. you know, I always give credit to carrots because you can pretty much find carrots almost anywhere. They're a basic vegetable, at least in the, in the U.S., yeah. you know, we're fortunate enough you can pretty much go to any store and find carrots. And there's so much nutritional value in carrots just for what it is, right? Um, the science, the nutritional science of it. But it also, as you just, you know, reminded everyone, comes from deep within the earth. So there's also so much spiritual energy that's in it too. There's so much grounding energy that's in it as well. And it's not an exotic fruit, you know, it's it's a carrot. But if you, from the point of intention, look at that carrot, whether you're having it with some hummus and dip or however you're having it, just carrot sticks, just look at that carrot from a different perspective, you know, and have some reverence from where it comes from and gratitude for what it's doing for your body, for your physical body, from all the nutrients, um, but also for your soul body. And and your body actually receives it differently. You'll be surprised at how nourishing um, that little carrot can be. Yeah. And mm-hmm. food is such a great tool because, you know, I know you have a ton of daily practices. I have a ton of daily practices, but like everybody's got to eat, you know. Yeah. You're um, going to do it anyway. <laughs> you're going to be eating, you yeah. know, two, three, four times a day, uh, depending on what you're you know, intermittent fasting or, or whatever, yeah. um, whatever <laughs> trend you're doing these days. Uh, so it's just a great reminder to, to con- it's a mm-hmm. great opportunity to connect to nature and just mm-hmm. be really grateful that we have even access to whole foods. Yeah. I mean, I love to stack, you know, I'm sort of there like, holistic biohacker, you know, I love to stack things. And, and so you're, you're already going to eat, you're already going to drink you know, here's a way that you can stack more energy, more love, more ways to nurture yourself and your soul and also honor honor your environment. So just like when you go take a shower, you know, when, when I take a shower, I'm envisioning that that water is light, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just washing over me and it's just sort of disconnecting anything that doesn't serve me, anything that. that's attached. You know, when I brush my teeth, I'm doing affirmations in my head. And so there's just things that we can just add onto your <laughs> practice. Like, like she it's is pretty so efficient. You're crazy. <laughs> she's also like, she has Just Add Water. She's Her brand is Serena Love. She's got Just Add Water, which is awesome product. Check it out. You know, for, for those of you who have busy lives or just want a convenient way to get all the nutrients you need in one day, you just literally add it to water, as well as this culinary alchemy world. I'd love for you to share one or two stories. I know a lot of people are struggling with weight mm, mm-hmm. or struggling with, you know, God forbid, cancer. One or two of your favorite shifts or transformations you've helped someone achieve through uh, your culinary alchemy. Ah, uh, okay. Even That's if a it's just one. Yeah. Question. Well, there's two because one is weight and then one is uh, more serious. Beautiful. Um, and so I had this client and she's, you know, beautiful woman works out every single day, eats really clean. And then you would look at her and you think, you know, she's she's in great shape. But I, I, I could see a level of inflammation in her just because this is just what I do. So when I, I mean, it's no judge. It's, it's just all data. You know, I can just tell Lucanda that she's holding just a, just a layer of inflammation in her body. And she's so frustrated with herself because she works out every day. She eats really well. And then at the end of the night, she just needs a little sweet treat, you know? But she's she's having like a Snickers bar, you know, or like a Kit Kat. I'm sorry to throw out these brands, but that's what she was having, you know? <laughs> um, 
not recommend, not recommending them, but, um, <laughs> but so, you know, she would, and she has so much willpower, but she cannot help it. And she has this every night. And so, and then she's she, beating herself up, which then, totally so then maybe it's two Snickers up. the next night. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Vicious cycle. And she's, and she is in this vicious cycle and it's really affecting her self-confidence and she, and her love for herself. And she's so frustrated and sometimes she's uncomfortable with her body. Um, and so we just started talking just like a little bit about her background, you know, like where she's from. And she's uh, from Eastern Europe at a time of war. And um, when she was growing up, something like a piece of chocolate or a sweet treat was, was not only, it was not only a rarity, it was truly a luxury, you know? And, and just the memories that she had attached to those moments that she had this treat. And so we just did something really simple. I mean, we increased her hydration because she, most people are dehydrated. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not having enough water, especially if their goal is to lose a little bit of weight. Just looking at the inflammation level in her. <laughs> you don't need to. I'm grabbing water right now. <laughs> and then just looking at the inflammation levels that I could see and, you know, just that, just that little bit of like puffiness under the layer of skin that people are so frustrated with, even if they hold muscle. And realizing that she's disempowering herself, you know, her her solar plexus, just like that energy center that governs our empowerment, you know, and our confidence and that power, it wasn't in alignment and it was, and it was, it was almost, it was blocked. So we just shifted that. We did that. And we gave her permission to have a healthy, a healthy sweet treat Cleaner at the end of the day. Of yeah. yeah. We went and we found like an organic, vegan, dark chocolate and just allowed her to honor herself and the reason why she loves it, even whenever she had it. That's all she did. She didn't work out anymore. She didn't change her diet in any other way. Everything is, she has her son and a husband. And so, you know, they eat together. And in less than two weeks, in a week, she already saw and felt a difference. By day 12, she messaged me and she said, her husband said, what are you doing different? Like your body looks different, you know, and feels different. And she already looked great, but he noticed it. Mm. And it was just that really simple shift. And, And actually what's so funny is, she only has like one little square. That's all she needs, as opposed to the whole bar that she was having. That she's she was bringing having consciousness and like yeah. reverence to it because it reminds her of her child, and mm-hmm. she really and understands that, yeah. the the nourishment it's giving her soul. You mm-hmm. know, and then and hydration, of course. You know, yeah. like increasing. We went, we got her up to one ounce per pound that she weighs because that's sort of what I tell everyone to do. So that is that example. And then with a client that I have who's actually older who had a serious condition, we actually added in what I shared with you earlier, just about the gratitude with the food. Because again, very, very, as a very disciplined individual, which is why they're so successful, you know, and and definitely uh, someone who's a, what do you call it? Like a, not a tech, what do you call someone who's just like, they were the top of their game. There's like a word that we use. Anyway, so there, so, so anyway, he's, he's one of those people. And, uh, very, very disciplined. So stuck to his protocol, um, stuck, always had a clean diet, but had never practiced meditation and just sees food and supplements as just fuel for the body, you know, from a very, from a very sort of 3D tangible yeah. perspective. Kind of stick. And, yeah, yeah. Not so much um, from a place of reverence, not so much what is it doing for my mental health, for my emotional health. So we shifted that. That was more like a practice. We obviously shifted a little bit of the food to address that particular health issue, 
um, that was serious. And we added crystals to... <laughs> he was which, open to this? <laughs> which, so what was funny was he's older, he's open, he hid it from his family, um, but he carried around these, these crystals uh, that we had picked out for his particular health issue. And he kept them in his pocket, still keeps them in his pocket, even though he's fine now. And we did meditation two times a day. And we did a gratitude chat at the end of the day to just go over, you know, five things that he was grateful for. And it sounds crazy, you know, but he's in, um, it took about two and a half months for him to shift for his numbers in his labs because we run labs. So it's not like, it's not that I'm just talking about putting energy, you know, there are data points. So when I say I'm working Functional integrative. We're we're definitely looking at your physiology. We're definitely measuring things. Yeah, looking at your micronutrient levels, looking at your biomarkers, like looking at all of that to see how we can shift things. She's and, grounded, woo woo people. She's yeah. grounded woo woo <laughs> in science. Yeah, I love that grounded woo woo. And um and it was just those those shifts. Interesting. Um, and it's almost like there's a recipe for health that is different for everybody based on their culture, their background, their mm-hmm. their mindset, their ancestral you know ancestral patterns yeah. and genetics and everything. Like he had the recipe for success down, mm-hmm. but in that there were some imbalances, and you brought the missing pieces of his recipe for health. Yeah, and you bring him back to health through these like the whole recipe. Yeah. And what what was so great is that he was open to it, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that's a reminder. It's just that you can do all the things, but you have to really be open Mm -hmm. and be present with what you're doing because it makes all the difference in the world. So he really, truly opened himself up to it. I still don't think his family knows that he carries pieces (laughs) in his pocket, but it doesn't matter. You know, it just, it works for him. Exactly. that was a great success story for someone who had a serious illness. And just real quickly, because we're kind of wrapping up here. So many people, there's so much conflicting information about diet. I know that you're Mm. plant-based. I don't know if you're fully plant-based. Do you believe in bio-individuality? Do you believe everybody should be plant-based? Do you believe that there's certain times and conditions that you need a little animal protein, red meat, et cetera? Can you just give us your overall philosophy for people that are listening? Yes. um, Great question. I absolutely believe in bio-individuality. I mean, I'm plant-based. I wasn't always plant-based. Obviously, when I had lost a ton of blood after after that one um, surgery and that, that incident, I had to take in a lot of animal protein in order to get my uh, hemoglobin back up. So it really depends on the person. And I think it depends on a combination of what your physical body needs, but also where your where your belief system is at too. And I think that that's why it's so important to run your biomarkers, to run all your labs, to know where your body is at and then what your goals are. Because you you some people do need animal protein. And for myself, I'm not, it's not so much that I'm against it. That's it's just what it's what I do. And I think over the course of my spiritual growth, it's just if I were able to have a relationship with the animals that that give us energy, you know, on the table, you know, on our plate, I think it'd be a little bit different uh, so that I can honor that. Not that you can't, you know, still say a prayer and still give gratitude and still honor, even if you didn't raise raise that animal. But that's just for me on a personal basis. And so it's a little bit harder for me to connect to that and I choose plant-based. But yeah, if you're if you're well sourced, you know, ethically raised as much as possible. I mean, there are there are some small, you know, great small farms out there. 
you have to do what your body needs. And, but that takes also, I think, a reminder is that check in, you know, check in every three months or six months at least, you know, to see what your body needs because it changes. Mm -hmm. So you may need meat now, you may not later and vice versa. You know, you might not now, but in a few years, there might be changes in your physical body and you might need the nutrients from animal protein. Yeah. I always tell people, get the data, get the the blood labs, work with someone who knows how to analyze and how Mm -hmm. to maybe add some um, supplements in or yeah. different ways of eating. And then the best instrument is your own body. Yeah. So if you, you know, practice meditation or do things that you can just awareness, it's yeah. just basic awareness is, you know, pay attention to how you feel after yeah. certain types of foods that you eat. Absolutely. Your, does your nose start running right away? Mm-hmm. Um, is that like a little bit of an allergic reaction, inflammation? Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, if I eat a lot of processed sugar, I get, I could get like pretty edgy and kind of rageful, like, you know, hothead, you know know what I mean? Like, (laughs) and I started noticing it and I don't crave it because I just, you don't crave that because I'm aware I connect that feeling and I'm like, I don't want to feel that way. Yeah. So, and I'll indulge at the times that it's inappropriate if Mm -hmm. I'm having ice cream with my daughter as a treat or whatever, but I know that I can't overdo it because it'll make me feel absolutely horrible. Yeah. And because you have that awareness, it's almost like you go into it. It it just that's why I tell people, listen, you can have your cheat meal once in a while, I'll put cheat in quotes because I don't really like using that terminology. But like you can have something that you know, okay, maybe nutritionally this isn't the best thing for me right now. And not have it wreck you, yeah. you know, for the day. Just because you have an awareness, this is what you're doing. Your body says, Okay, thanks for letting me know. And then the next day or the next meal, then you balance it out. It's really just about, it's really about balance. I love that. I do like the 80-20, like 80% Mm -hmm. of the time I'm eating clean, 20% of the time, you know what? I'm indulging, but I keep my instrument, my whole body as healthy as I can so that Mm -hmm. I can handle that 20% of not even cheating, but like just, just, it just allows me to be more relaxed yeah. in this experience of life. But if you're on a healing journey, perhaps there's going to be a period of time where you have to be super rigid and you yeah. got to be a hundred percent. Yeah. But I do believe that once you get your body back to a general state of homeostasis and functionality, you can get on the 80-20 program oh, and yeah. enjoy life a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, because that's part of it, you know, that's your emotional well-being, that's yeah. your mental well-being. And it's really important to factor that in as well. So it's just, it's, it's about balance all the way, all the way across, you know? So yeah. amazing. Well, where can people find you? Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> so on my website, serenalove.com and then on social. So I'm most active on Instagram. That's Chef Serena Poon. But I think that's the same for, I think, all of our socials. At Chef Serena Poon. Yeah. That's my poony. Yay. (laughs) Thank you so much. So nice to have you on and and thank you for sharing um, everything that you shared. No, I really appreciate it. It was so fun. Love you and thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to The Heal Podcast. Be sure to tune in every Thursday for more empowering wisdom and inspiring healing stories. Oh, and make sure you hit the follow button on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss that one episode that holds the answer you've been searching for. And if you feel inspired, we would love you to rate and review us so that we have the opportunity to reach more people. And of course, you can follow us on Instagram for some behind the scenes fun and more inspiration at at Heal Documentary and at Kelly Gorris. Thank you so much and be well.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.